Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Dakota Franzen, and welcome to Specialist of the Strange Radio Show. Tonight, we are going to discuss demons. Last week, we covered the anatomy of angels. And we came to the conclusion that they are simply higher dimensional beings that serve as forces of light, essentially. Even though now that it's that episode's playing through my head, I didn't discuss, bring that exact notion up, but you know what I mean. So being that we talked about the forces of light, angels, the embodiment, the so-called embodiment of purity, goodness, love, and light, we need to talk about the counterparts. Demons. Alleged embodiments of darkness. Beings that are truly beyond the imagination of what evil is capable of. Or are they? The ideas seem monochromatic. We have angels, demons, and we have ghosts that serve as somewhere in the middle. Tonight, I want to get rid of that notion. Because if you search through all the cultural records, demons have their own qualities that make them very much human. Just like we discussed on angels. Want to hear how that's possible? Well, we're going to discuss it right after this commercial break. Stay tuned. You're going to want to hear this. Now, much like angels, every culture around the world has some sort of association with demons. Everybody's familiar with it. No matter where you go in the world, everybody is familiar with the concept of pure evil. However, little do most people realize the term demon wasn't always a negative concept. As a matter of fact, in some of the earliest cultures, in some of the earliest writings, the term demon was used as loosely as the term spirit. Demon meant spirit. We have good spirits and we have bad spirits. All in all, demons weren't always the bad guys. They could be just as complex as the average human being. In one of our earlier episodes titled Zozo, where we talked about 
a demon from the Ouija board who some believe is a Mesopotamian god named Pazuzu. Pazuzu is perhaps a fine example of this. He was noted as a bit of a troublemaker, constantly caused winds, all sorts of chaos. Yet, if people prayed to him, he'd be nice. He'd knock his shit off, basically. And they could also pray to him to counter some of his own mortal en enemies. Yet still, he was considered a malevolent god. Now, some of you may be familiar with the term demonology. The study of demons. Essentially, there was at one point where demonology simply meant the study of spirits. In fact, one of the most popular examples that comes to mind right now are the Keys of Solomon. And according to some legends, King Solomon utilized various forms of magic in order to bind and manipulate demons. To do several things. In fact, some of the legends say that King Solomon had demons help build the pyramids in Egypt. Maybe that's the case. In the Lesser Key of Solomon, he essentially puts his own glossary together of the, all the various demons he's contacted with. How to summon them. What would be needed for all the summonings? Things like that. I have studied the Keys of Solomon myself. And looking into some of the histories behind many of the spirits, you will obviously come up under the concept of fallen angels. Beings that were cast down from heaven for a few different reasons. Now, for this episode, I may quote little snippets from the show Supernatural, where Mark Pellegrino, who plays the character of Nick, was most popularly possessed by Lucifer, and Lucifer in the show Supernatural claims that a lot of the negative bias that was built around him was simply a well-crafted, old-school marketing campaign. And it seems like for some of these beings, that was the case. One particular quote-unquote demon that comes to mind is named Marcosius. Now Marcosius was called to be a very respected angel who chose to fall from heaven. She willingly chose it. Possibly because some being she cared about personally chose to fall as well. It is also stated that Marcosius hopes to one day return to heaven 
And there's a few different entities who feel this way, according to the text. I'm going to pause this recording real quick so I can look up the information. Essentially, this is one of those situations where I wish I had an eidetic memory and can recite word for word all of the texts I've read on these matters. Ah, there she is. According to a dictionary of demons that I have, the 35th demon of the Goetta, Marcosi is said to appear as a cruel she-wolf with the wings of a griffin. One of the traditional 72 Goetic demons, basically one of the ones identified by King Solomon, Marcosius is attributed with the rank of Marquis in Scott's Discovery of Witchcraft. Here, he is said to rule over 30 legions of lesser spirits. He can take a man's form. He's also been known to take the form that looks like a woman in her late teens to early 20s. And she looks pretty pretty. No, I didn't sleep with the demon. It's not exactly a wise thing to do. That sounds biased, but Marcosius doesn't seem like the type. Anyway. As I was saying, he can take a man's form, and when he does so, he is a powerful fighter. He answers truthfully to all questions put to him, and will faithfully carry out any business requested. Marcosius is one of several Goetic demons said to entertain hopes of returning to the seventh throne of heaven... And according to the Goetta of Dr. Rudd, he is constrained by the angel Kavakai. I probably butchered that. Now, that's a, going to be a concept I'm going to talk here later. But that's one of the... One of the entities that brings up the point that not all demons are, in fact malevolent spirits they are just as varied as the rest of us now their motivations may change this information is hundreds of years old now I'm going to discuss why that may not be relevant here in a little bit but how is it one how is it that a demon is created? What is the purpose of hell? Well, that's what we're going to talk about. As we discussed in our previous episode, the reincarnation seems to play a big, 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 big factor. Now, the accounts of how this happens very slightly from culture to culture, but there's a few different factors that remain the same here regardless. Once a person dies, they face judgment. Oftentimes, it is said the judgment of God. Others say they're essentially played through all of their life cycles 
and get to choose their own path. Now say, for example, we have a rapist. This rapist, we're going to go by the name of John, which also happens to potentially involve the case in Pittsburgh that I announced on my last episode. Excuse me. I'm sorry, I feel a sneeze coming on. Ooh, excuse me. Anyway, let's say John. John was severely mentally ill to where he was sexually attracted to children. He attacked and murdered a young girl. Because the young girl came forward to her mother about what he was doing to her. So John killed her. John dies. And because now he dies, he goes to face judgment. Now, it is believed in some that people capable of doing such horrendous acts, people who are, pro who are prone to violent acts such as murder, rape, they may have had some sort of demonic influence present in their lives. It's, there's some claim that demons are the ori origin of all evil in the world. That may not be the case, but however. As it stands now, sorry, that was a notification that another video project that I've put together is completed and ready to be uploaded to my YouTube channel. Anyway, John gets, so essentially fast forward, John gets sent to hell. Now hell. We are taught is a place of pain, torture. That may not be the case. In the reincarnation process, it seems that reincarnation acts as some sort of cosmic filtering system. It filters out the negative qualities from the soul. If someone was predominantly evil, that's going to be the part of their soul that takes precedence, that has the most power, and likely will have some form of sentience. Some ancient cultures believe that hell was the place where you get your ass kicked, then when they say you, ha you had enough They'll give you another chance. However, the qualities of hell, exactly what goes on in hell, seems to corrupt the souls even further to where they become inhuman. And they become, they essentially become lesser forms of demons. Now, much like the angels, there's a hierarchy in hell. However, this wasn't earned by respect. It was earned by battle. The rankings were all violently 
taken and withheld. Hell's constant chaos. It's darkness and it's also pain. You wouldn't imagine what they put you through down there. And because hell is so chaotic, when the fallen angels were cast out, they took refuge in the only realm they could. And they made it their own, basically. Lucifer, Azazel, Abaddon, Lilith, they all carry a grudge against the grand scheme of God. They didn't feel like they had to follow orders. They felt like something was off. They didn't feel that the system was in place to care of all the problems. Humanity is flawed. And it is flawed by design. Hence why evolution takes place. All creatures are flawed in some ways. But the processes of nat what are known as natural selection and evolution allow for all beings to better themselves in some way over time. And I'm not just talking human beings. I mean, everything. The doggy doggy, the dung beetles, the birds, everything. This allowed them to adjust because the concept of free will, when God is quoted that God gave humanity free will, there's a lot of people that go against the ideas of evolution. Well, think about this. If you... I know I'm getting kind of sidetracked, but work with me here. Work with me here. There's a point I'm getting to. If you go to make something, obviously, you want it to survive, right? You want it to be able to adapt somehow. So it can continue on. You have a child. You want that child to be able to learn and grow so they can try to take on whatever that comes their way, right? You build the robot. You want to make sure that robot can do its functions properly, right? You got a car, you got to make sure the car can be taken care of. Simple as that. So, those who contest evolution, if God is the all-wise being you claim he is, don't you think that when free will was implemented, as you like to claim, God wouldn't have thought of something to where the beings can adapt and change according to something that he may have not planned to happen. Humans are a lot more powerful than people give us credit for. We're in our infantile stages, but we're a lot more powerful. 
We can change the course of history beyond what God, any gods throughout history have ever imagined. They realized there was that potential in us. So it is said in some cultures, like Zeus, the Anunnaki, essentially they realized they purposely intervened in human affairs so we could not adapt to their level. And going back to the fallen angels, they realized something was off. Perhaps they realized we were flawed and didn't take into consideration evolution so we can learn, so we can grow. Perhaps they knew this. Or on the other hand, perhaps they knew that we were capable of becoming something much more powerful than anticipated. And when they saw that humanity was purposely, intentionally being inhibited, so we cannot achieve their level of power, strength, knowledge, capability, they intervened. And that's what's led to the Great Rebellion. It's hard to say. It may actually be a factor of both. Because like I said in the previous episode, God is not a physical being. In any way, shape, or form. He is, ev he is more a collective. Of every possibility, every improbability... All in one. Everything that's ever been created, everything that will be created, is a small piece of God itself. So maybe it was someone else that called the shots to potentially inhibit us. The fallen angels took this into consideration. That's why a lot of satanic religions boost Free will. Some groups utilize the image of Baphomet, Satan, Lucifer, whatever, simply to just piss off Christian values. And it wasn't until the rise of Christianity, it should also be mentioned that it wasn't until the rise of Christianity that the term demon became, or I should say, the term demon held a negative connotation. It's fact. It's history. Look it up yourselves. <clears throat> and because they chose revolt, they went to hell, which was the next best thing, realized that it can be created. They tried to implement their own version of heaven. However, the fact that they boasted free will caused chaos. And those who sought to harm for their own reasons destroyed and perverted that image. And like I said, and like I said in the previous episode, humans can eventually become angels. Humans can also become 
genuine, actual devils. Not just the metaphor. I mean, literally become devils. And it's the same paradigm in which the higher up a fallen angel may become a demon, the low, now going with the heaven is up, hell is down type thing. The lower a demon succumbs, the more powerful it becomes. It could essentially turn into something like a fallen angel. Now there's all sorts of sidetracks to where some higher powerful demons could take on the form of gods. And it's believed in some cultures that may be the case. Many demons have been identified as sort of the modern names of old gods. Same with angels. Enough similarities were drawn between the two to where people started to wonder, are these two the same guy? That type of thing. Now the concept of hell is a lot more difficult to work with. Getting someone to talk who's been through there, they don't exactly want to go back. And yes, possessions are real. But that's an entirely new episode. Now, being that Lucifer was one of the highest angelic beings out there, one of the most powerful, considered God's favorite, he knew a few things on how to create, how to mold different dimensions into what he saw fit. But like I said, other demons intervened and caused problems. And that's why hell tried to ascend. Some t now, of course, you can go to the book of Revelations that talks where there's going to be one final battle between the, the forces of hell and heaven. Perhaps there is some truth. There are some demons who are looking to recruit. But they're not going to go up through possessions unless special circumstances apply. Mind power of a woman. A woman has a very powerful mind. This has been known for ages. In fact, you may consider Lilith the first feminazi because she realized this long ago. Now, where Lilith was. Adam's, now the story of Lilith, for example, brings up this interesting point. Brings up this concept, I should say. The story of Lilith is that essentially, she was one, she was the first woman supposed to end up with Adam, as in Adam and Eve. 
but she refused and therefore became a god of hell. Now, whether she literally became a succubus, which she probably did in some form, it doesn't, e it doesn't exactly leave the realm of possibility. Or, Adam was just talking shit when he said that. Like every other guy that gets broke, gets his heart broken by a woman. Starts talking shit. Now could have Lilith become a god of hell? Yes. Because she is stated to be therefore in order to become a god of hell she was originally human. Therefore it what I'm saying is in, in several cultures for thousands upon thousands of years, humans can become demons. Humans can become gods. It's been there all along. But being that it was the first human she was able to move up the ranks a lot quicker because no competition. Therefore, the reincarnation process stands. They move, they're able, she was able to move through the ranks because the ranks weren't exactly built yet. Then the orders of both angels and demons were implemented as a hierarchy to help keep everybody arranged. So what does this mean? Tell you after the break. Now I double checked the lore Lilith allegedly had help from Lucifer in order to become a hell god. But that only proves the point. She was able to move through the ranks because the ranks weren't built yet. But now you may wonder, it's like Dakota, if he heaven and hell, angels and demons are so similar, how can we tell the difference? How can we know for sure if we're dealing with something that wants to hurt us or something that wants to help us? How can we tell their motivations? Well, we can't. in most ways, senses of the term, we can't tell. Because higher, because higher beings have, seem to have the ability to, to find ways to manipulate how certain things appear to us, we can't know for sure until it's too late. You might be familiar with a quote that bounces around on social media from time to time. That's attributed, excuse me, that's attributed to a Pope that basically says, 
There are demons who look like angels, and there are demon angels who look like demons. You won't know for sure which is which until you start, until they leave and the feelings you get in your gut about what just happened appear. It's not the exact quote, which, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, hold on a sec. Well, I can't seem to find it, but nevertheless, you always hear that warning. Be careful of who you trust. The devil was once God's favorite angel. That quote applies. You don't know who to trust. Human, angel, demon, ghost. And I say you can wait till they build a reputation with you, but some are sadistic enough to do just that, to build up your trust. Then knock it down. Now, you can have your own ways of combating. I'm sorry, I'm getting text messages while I'm recording this. And I would record it on my computer, but it seems to crash every time I try, so I gotta use my phone. Anyway. What was I saying? Fuck, well, people quit, stop distracting me. For fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh. Anyway, but. Anyway, angels, demons, especially the more power. Demons, the more powerful ones, they'll look exactly like angels. They were once angels. Their abilities are the same. The things they can do, they're the same. Demons can heal you. More powerful ones. That line up with the rank as gods and, you know, fallen angels. Angels, in theory, can possess you. They can. They can, they can, they can, they can. Ghosts, they can. People in the gray area, they can, in theory, but it's difficult for them. Now you may wonder, Dakota, you mentioned how reincarnation plays into this. Perhaps you're of the Catholic faith and wonder, what about purgatory? How does purgatory fit into all of it? Well, right now, purgatory seems to be a glorified waiting room. Where they... It is, appears to be close enough to our plane of existence, so to speak, to where you can still technically walk the earth. You can transport yourself to various locations, even through time, to see your own judgment, to see the events in your life. So you can make your own judgment of where you go, what path you take. All in all, the choice is up to you, my friends. What will you become? Is something you can take from these two episodes.
what will you become? Now, I'm not just being an angel with demon. No, 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 no. This can be applied to our everyday lives. Will you become a force for quote-unquote good? Or a force for quote-unquote evil? Will you try to help others? Or will you try to harm people? Because when you really look at it, there is no such thing as good or evil. Those are simply labels to slap onto the outcome of of events. That's why I always say the only difference between bravery and stupidity is the outcome of the events. If you fail, it's stupidity. If you succeed, it's bravery. Tell me I'm wrong. So that's all I have on the matter. Because we can go into and likely will at some point we can go into the individual entities angels demons what have you we may try to even interview some of them we'll try but we'll uh, play around with that concept before we make it official so I want to hear your opinions on this episode as well as the episode from last time. What do you think about all this? Does it make sense to you? What are your thoughts? I want to hear your opinions. And as always, please do be respectful. If someone has conflicting ideas compared to you, don't be a jackass about it, okay? That's all I'm saying. It may seem unprofessional for me to call you out like that, but that seems to be the only thing to hold back the naysayers. Is to call them out and say, SHUT THE FUCK UP! It's the way it is, my friends. So now, we have a little bit of time. You probably noticed that this week, that in this couple weeks, that there's going to be an unusually high pace of videos. I have scheduled a few to appear in events. I have recorded and scheduled uploads to pop up on my channel. A little in advance because I'm going to be on a, going on a family road trip here soon. And I can't rely on enough of this cell phone signals because I do know we're going to hit a lot of dead zones. I can't rely on technology too much to make sure I can upload everything correctly. So, I the video you heard ping earlier is one that answers a question that I'm sure a few may have. Was I too embarrassed or maybe too ashamed to bring up the matter? Today's political climate, all of this fuss about abortion rights and blah 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 I'm not going into political debates and don't you dare try to start me up on one I had young ladies ask me if basically they both asked me if children were not able to be born could they still come around 
as spirits? I answer that question and go a little bit into detail. Kind of bounce around like I normally do, but it all ties together. Just trust me. Me bouncing around, that's just how my head works. Another video is going to be more of a quick update on new projects coming together, changes to my website, things like that. In the next episode of Specialists of the Strange Radio Show, we are going to take a break from spiritual concepts and we are going to take on the Men in Black. Yes, June 14th, Men in Black International hits theaters. And I thought it would be a perfect time to talk about the real life inspiration behind the movies. Behind the comics. Because yes, Men in Black was actually a Marvel comic. Did you know that? I didn't know that at first. So do stick around. we got a lot of fun and exciting co content coming up for you. You're going to want to see it. I'll see you next time.